everyone, and welcome back to the Work Happy Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Kettner. And in this episode, we talk to Aaron Lampkin, who's Vice President of Tickets and Service for the Seattle Sounders Football Club. In this episode, we talk about how he and his team pivoted during the pandemic and how they put their clients before profits. Some really good lessons, a great guy, uh, a wonderful story, and you are going to enjoy this conversation with Aaron. Here we go. It's Greg Kettner with the Work Happy Podcast. Thanks again for tuning in, where we talk to experts on how to work happy in the sports industry. And today, our guest is Aaron Lampkin. He's the Vice President of Ticket Sales and Service for the Seattle Sounders. He's worked for the Denver Nuggets, the Colorado Avalanche, Colorado Rapids, uh, native of Washington, and he enjoys sports. And thanks for jumping on today, Aaron. How are you? I am great. I uh, have this nice background to make me think that it's sunny in Seattle. Uh, And uh, we're taking in the the typical rainfall now. So um, I think it's turning from summer to fall, but um, all things are all smiles this way. How you doing? And I'm I'm out here in Walla Walla, so I I guess we're getting that rain tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, it's coming over the mountains. It's coming your way. I'll talk to the mountains tonight, you know, if you want a little bit more sunlight. But um, after that, you're on the own, you and the atmosphere after that. Yeah, no, it's great. Now, uh, take take our listeners on a little bit of a journey. I know you started with the Sounders back in 2018. Uh, You've had some highs and some lows, and right now you guys are sitting at the top of the table. Uh, But how did you get into the sports world and to where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, it started for me in Denver. Um, I went to Johnson & Wales University, um, a culinary school. No, I did not cook, um, although I can make all of my mom's favorites. Um, And from there, it started an internship. Conkey Sports and Entertainment um, is the biggest conglomerate um, out in the area. And so I started as an intern with the Rapids. Um, Had no idea that I wanted to end up on the ticketing side of anything, more so just wanted a chance to get into the industry. If you would ask me way back then, I would have told you I'm going to be uh, GM of the team tomorrow. Um, and that this was just the entry into that. Uh, we fast forward, you know, eight years later, I spent some time with the uh, Denver Nuggets and Inside Cells and then Colorado Avalanche um, on membership services. And at the time, it was like really like taboo to be selling within the base. Um, it was kind of your typical customer service role where you call in, you check on somebody, check them off your spreadsheet, you move on. Um, at the time, they said, hey, Aaron, like, we want you to go to the services. I'm like, I'm a seller. Like, what do you mean go into services? Like, I'll make the big bucks. So, like, I can't do services. And they're like, we want you to think about it different. Like, how can you maximize an 80-20 rule? I know it's old cliche from like old college days, but it really was that. They wanted to put that into life and and see where it goes. And so I got tasked with that and uh, I'm still knocking on wood, but had some success and then ultimately managed the department. Same results. We're able to sell within the base. Our service team then became top six performers overall and competing with outbound sales reps, which is something that was just like not ever going to happen when we all started. So um, from there, I had the opportunity to come back home um, on the ticketing side. Um, And so for me, it started out as a curiosity uh, originally, just to see like how I can get in and ultimately be at the top. I got in and realized that there's a path and a journey. um, And the journey that I had started may 
may or may not lead me there, but in order to do it, I needed to be successful and continuing to have a good uh, relationship and network and um, just come in with a positive, you know, it's cliche, but, you know, work happy kind of feeling. And it's ultimately what opened a lot of doors for me uh, to then ultimately have some success. So um, roundabout start, uh, started on the membership side, then went on to the services side, uh, but it all started from a natural curiosity. That's great. How many how many uh, people on your team there at the Sounders? Uh, currently, we have eighteen. Um, pre pre pandemic, we are up to thirty. Uh, very large sales and service team because um, our season ticket base is is through the roof. One of the largest, and not only in MLS but in sports. And so, uh, went down to a hybrid model over the COVID period, where our reps are doing both, and, and ultimately led to a ton of results from us um, and being able to service our base and have that one-to-one relationship. No, that's great. And I, yeah, it's, I I know a lot of teams, you know, even six months ago, you had the VP of of ticket sales, maybe a manager, right? (laughs) Right. uh, How can we help? But I mean, when the world shut down, the world shut down. How have you been able to, you know, pump these guys back up your team, um, you know, since COVID It, it, must have been tough, you know, whether your people working from home or from the office, but how did you instill that work happy uh, method within them, even during the pandemic? Yeah, the work happy was kind of our baseline throughout the the whole pandemic is um, when we were limited and uh, we're a smaller staff, it was how can we be happy every single day? Um, you know, um, how can we mix up the day? And so uh, when you're in the office, it's easy to go out for a coffee it's easy to uh, walk around Pioneer Square, break up the day, go to the stadium, do a tour. When you're remote, all of those things are gone. And so uh, how can we pivot? And so initially when we started out the pandemic, it was uh, truly living out our, our family um, our family stance and making sure that it wasn't just on the ticketing side, but our owner, um, our president, uh, former players were jumping on our Zoom calls every Wednesday, Um, And just touching base with the group, uh, letting them know that they're appreciated. Um, At that time, there's a ton of uncertainty. And so we had to really leverage those relationships that we had to to ultimately balance and offset the uncertainty that was out there. Uh, We also took it back instead of thinking about three, four months down the road. Let's worry about today and this week. And let's set up our touch points according to this day and this week and what we have going on. So we really tried to slow things down so that we could truly like understand what was actually in front of us and then concentrate solely on that. And that came, like I said, in way of getting the organization together, jumping into Zooms. Uh, overall, as an organization, we have a, a Zoom meeting that's led by our coach, our GM. And so putting the team side in and, uh, you know, it's interesting because like throughout the period, we found out that like, yeah, our jobs are different. Uh, than the players, but the players were going through something very similar to us. And that's the uncertainty that was out there. And so, like I I say, like not only just our team, but across the org is like our baseline was work happy. Like it's already tough. There's already everything going around in our world, right? COVID, we have George Floyd and uh, a lot of the uh, protests that were happening at the very beginning of the pandemic. And so how can we not get too involved with everything going on around us and focus on like our controllables and being able to smile through those controllables and knowing that like there's other elements that are going to happen 
we may or may not be in control of those, but what we can control, we might as well have the best attitude we can. We might as well put the most energy that we can behind it. And we try to get as creative as possible because in all reality, sports hasn't really had an off season like this for us to recalibrate, rethink about membership, rethink about the value proposition and rethink about how we're engaging with our members. And so looking at that as a positive versus a negative, and then constantly having that like innovative thought and collaboration across the organization is like, and there's a lot of tactics we use, but in a high level roundabout way, uh, how we kind of stayed on work happy. And when somebody was down, it's making sure that we all just touch base. You give the random call to somebody who's in a department that you would see walking through the halls, but you may never talk to online. Uh, let's give a random call. How's your day going? And at first to start out is awkward. And then you get to a point where you kind of expect your teammates throughout the organization to just hit you up with the random, hey, how you doing? Or you see a call, you pick it up and you're like, you just giving me a random? And they're like, yeah, I just want to touch base. And it's like, let's go. How's it going? So, um, you know, really just taking a step back and, and really honestly thinking about the opportunity that we have um, and being grateful for it, I think, is just how we constantly reminded ourselves. I think for me, reminding the team, we have a young team. Um, a team that's just onboarding. Um, and so a lot of them haven't seen the office. A lot of them haven't seen that match day experience and uh, making sure that uh, we still provide those elements, whether it's somebody just moved into the city, they're getting ready to start next week. We just show up at their house. And so we would set up these uh, these power hours, so to say, and like they go around to different managers who would lead it and it end with me. And so I get them on my cell phone. I'm like, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm running from meeting to meeting. Are we are we able to connect on phone since it wasn't a video chat? And they said, yeah. And so we talked for like an hour. And then at the very end of the hour, I would say, you know, what? can I just tell you this in person? Like, can you just come out? And they'd walk outside and I'd have like their welcome pack with a scarf, a shirt, a notebook and all of that. And they're like, oh, my gosh, like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm here to say hello. And they're like, what? Like, we've been on the phone. I'm like, yes. So like, although we're not in the office, there's a million and one ways that you can make that like first touch point memorable. And so just trying to be as creative as possible around that as we started to onboard. No, that that's awesome. I mean, yeah. I, you're, you're the perfect person for that, right? You, you, you took an experience and just upped it. And those, those new people are never going to forget that. Right. And even when I was at the white caps, we came down for a, a home and home match down there. And, you know, I think we, we had about 20 of our staff down there. It was just so much fun. They put us down in the corner of the white cap section or, or where we did, you know, where we were scoring our goals. Uh, I think we lost the game where we wanted to score the goals. But, <laughs> But then one of the reps came down and said, hey, how are you guys doing? I'm with the, the Sounders. I know you guys are rivals off the pitch, but how can we make this experience? And it seems like it just keeps on going with what you're doing in your team. Yeah, it's. I like to say my job's easy in regards to that is the Sounders have already created well before I came here, the connection between the fan and the front office. And so for me, it was almost being a part of a system. Uh, coming into the system and then, um, you know, fortunately had an opportunity to plug some holes and uh, that came with a lot of uncertainty that the rest of the world was trying to plug as well. Um, and so I like to say the Sounders made it made it easy for me to come in and be happy and work happy and motivate a team around that concept because they were living it out well in advance before I got here. Yeah, no, it, it sounds like everybody's uh, more engaged. I, I read a survey recently that 
only two out of 10 people in the last year and a half are really actually engaged in what they're doing and at their job and how, when we do work happening, we create that culture, right? There's, there's, there's more productivity. If we put people before profits, there's more productivity, there's less turnover. And you know more than anybody how much it costs to get somebody new, right? And then oh, yeah. train them and get them on board and you hope they're the right fit. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and also too, it, you know, the random calls, how are you doing? Those kind of things uplift us mentally because, you know, mental health is such a big concern now too, especially during the pandemic. We're social creatures. And when, when you're stuck at home by yourself, having those kinds of things helps bridge the gap, you know, between a Zoom call or a phone call. 100%. And like, even to piggyback off of that, um, when we started the pandemic, um, a lot of teams had started to call their counterpart teams across the country and say, what are you, you going to do for your members? For us, we took a little bit of a different stance. And in our first two and a half months of the pandemic, we said we wanted to, to dive in more. We wanted to have a deeper relationship. And so we took sports kind of out of the, the, the equation. And that was our touch point was just calling and, hey, we know there's a lot going on. Like, how are you doing personally? And people would begin to talk about their tickets and we would stop the conversation and we'd say, again, like, we'll talk about tickets. We'll get there. But like, how are you doing personally? Yeah. And a lot of our members began to send emails in and we had our players do videos um, and our reps would give like the feedback of, you know, this is this is one of our members. This is what they're going through. And our players began taking these and they would like text us and say, hey, can we have more videos, um, more accounts to reach out to? And we would send them like a quick little three sentences on the account and they record this video and they would send it out. And then our fans started sending them in videos and they created this two way relationship. And it was really all about just like, hey, how are you doing? There wasn't, hey, we need to win. Hey, I wish the team was here. It was literally like I'm a human. I play soccer. I'm a human. I work in soccer. I'm a human. I'm a fan of soccer. Let's be human and talk about how like the humanistic side of life is going right now. And then let's talk about soccer. Um, and so like that was something that we found the fatigue was heavy. And as we started to reach out to members, they said, you don't know what this call could mean for me. And like I take that personally because that's why I got into sports, honestly, is not for the ticket revenues or anything like that. It's for the kid who was like me, who was lucky to get a Sonics ticket, being in the middle of the, the building and happened to get down to the court to see GP and uh, some of the guys come off the court and it just made my whole my whole day, my whole year, my whole life, because honestly, like I've wanted to be a part of sports since like that day. And so like to hear our fans say like, hey, your call meant more to me than how the team is doing. It meant more to me than my day to day. It meant that you cared about me in life was just something that I think a lot of reps like don't get an opportunity yeah. because the relationship sometimes we stop at surface level um and this was just kind of a reminder hearing from them it's like this is an opportunity to have that experience with a lot of people and like you know a million and one things you could think about sending them autographs and all of those but like when we pick all that apart to just ask somebody how they're doing yeah. and how they're maintaining was bigger than those autographs those videos a win a loss it was it was just so much greater than that and so it, it was in uh it was incentivizing to continue the outreach and to not, you know, go to call in the other teams and those is like, let's focus on our members right now. 
And after the two months, after we figured out where our members are at, then let's get back into what other teams are doing. And we got a lot of calls from a lot of teams around the country. We said, hold on, let's pause. Let's stop some of these meetings and let's just check in with our members, which ultimately gave us the most insight about like, how, how do we pivot inside of COVID and everything going on? So um, long winded, but double down on what you said and, and, and why I think it was so important to have that type of touch point then you know, something so monetarily driven. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that work happy attitude, I mean, obviously it made you guys feel good, but just think of, you know, I'm just thinking if I'm a season ticket holder, right. And my rep calls me to see how am I, I doing? Like that would just for me to the point where I'm going to be a long-term season ticket holder. I'm going to tell all my friends to come buy season tickets and my kids are going to see that. Right. Well, why right. are you saying that? Well, Here's what they did for us during the pandemic. They didn't care that they weren't getting money. They wanted to know how we were doing because they truly cared about us and not right. so much. And that, that's exactly. Cool. Yeah, that, no, this is, this is all good stuff. But before we leave, um, what's one nugget that you can impart to whether somebody from an MLS team or NHL, NFL um, listening in, or maybe it's a, a, you know, a rep that's just struggling at this point. What's one thing that you can share with them to, to work happy every day? Is it a, is it a belief system? Is it something you do or, uh, how do you, how do you create work happy? Yeah, for me, it, uh, it goes back to understanding your why. Um, and that why could be religious, that why could be family, that why could be, uh, you just want to challenge yourself. Um, but really understand like what makes you tick. And I think it allows um, somebody to really work happy because in the days that it gets really tough and for every moment that we can say, oh, we made the fans day, there's something that goes on to where you might have that negative call or maybe that fan had a negative interaction at the game or maybe they missed the game and didn't understand their options and, and really wish that they got the value even though they couldn't be there. And um, it really allows you or the teams on the losing streak. Like when I when I first got here, talk about 2018, we went on 14 straight game win streak. You know, had we not did that, we probably weren't making the playoffs for the first time in club history. And, um, you know, to stomach that feeling is to go back to your why, that baseline. And so for me, my baseline is, is family and entangled in that family is I, I was never supposed to be here. You know, you look at all the stats of the people who I grew up with. You look at our our background. Um, I was never supposed to be, you know, a professional athlete or, you know, a professional working on the professional, the business side of sports. And it was my family that got me through. And it was knowing that I one day wanted to look my family in the eyes and say, job well done. Like you guys created this foundation of work happy from the get go. And I carried it all throughout my life. And now even in my professional career as a vice president, I go back to that same family moment. And it, and it, and it truly just hits on the work happy feeling is like the feeling that makes me so happy is I can look them in their eyes. Now, what needs to happen for me to look them in the eyes is I need to withstand the blows and when it's tough. I need to ride the highs. Um, I need to get out the box and I need to like totally take in the controllables and own those. Uh, if I don't own the controllables, then I don't know if I could look back at my family with that same same kind of like work happy feeling because I haven't given my all. And so a little bit of work happy to me is giving your all. In order to give your all, you got to know what 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 excites you. And that's your why. 
when you have a tough time, going back to what excites you and your why is what's going to pull you through. And so I would say everybody, and I say this to a ton of my reps, like, if you don't have mountains near you, then, then go to water. If you don't have water near you, go to mountains, but like get away from everybody and everything and truly find self. And the more that you understand yourself, uh, the more that you can be conscious of your environment, the more that you understand self, the more that you can help somebody else who's trying to find self. And the more you understand your why is going to be the motivator to ultimately get you through. And so if I could give any tidbits, Greg, I would say like take Take the time to understand your why. And it might be getting in an unconventional environment uh, that you just sit there and you think to yourself um, about what your why is and then be ready to put that why in front of you. So for me, like I got this notebook and I got my goals down and it has my one year, my five year, my 10 year goals. And every single morning I wake up, I read my goals off um, and that's how I start my day because it's a reminder of my why. So no matter what I go through through the day, I got my foundation. I got my baseline. I'm going to fall back on that. And so I would say for anybody, if I'm giving some nuggets, understand your why, write it down, recite it often and practice, 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 Um, because it's not going to be easy the whole time. It's going to be hard. Um, And these are some ways that allows you to get through that, because I think on the other side of a difficult situation is endless possibilities. And sometimes you can't see it when you're in the eye of the storm. But if you're thinking about you know, what you've done to get you to this point, which is understanding your why um, and using that to motivate you. Then when you're in the eye of the storm, you're going to think about that, which is outside of that eye, which allows you to continue to move forward. Perfect. That's, uh, might as well drop the microphone, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) You inspired me. Here I am, you know, uh, it, it was great. All, all really good advice. Thank you so, so much for dropping are jumping on the podcast, uh, your wisdom, your your personality, and your uh, your work happy attitude obviously is taking you a, lo- a long ways. So yeah, no, I appreciate you having me. Uh, you know, I, I truly believe in the message. I truly believe in the motto, the work happy, um, and uh, I, I'm grateful to be a part of uh, of the cast today. And anything else that you need from me, if anybody has any questions. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. I love to have conversations. Uh, send me an email. Like, I would love to jump on, have a cup of coffee, a virtual cup of coffee. If you're in the area, you got to check out this environment and seeing the Sounders match um, so they can experience what you had great experience yeah. coming out here. So um, I, I'm grateful to be on this, uh, on the cast today. And again, uh, anything I can do in the future, please don't hesitate to let me know. Thanks again, Aaron, for jumping on the Work Happy Podcast and for all the joy you bring to your fans there in Seattle. Thank you to listeners for tuning in. Feel free, if this resonated with you, again, to leave us a review, download the podcast, share the podcast, and join us next time on the Work Happy Podcast. And as Rob Williams once said, everyone is fighting a battle we know nothing about. Be kind, always. Always.